Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is personalizing user interaction with quizzes and more. This week's guest is the co-founder of Prehook, a leading quiz platform for Shopify merchants, as well as the host of the e-commerce marketing podcast, Cart Overflow, where he shares what the best brand operators, agencies, and tech platforms are doing to grow their e-commerce revenues. A big hello to again, Furukawa. Hi again. Hey, Andy. Thanks so much for having me. You know, we're excited to have you. This seems to be a, a real popular topic as far as personalizing user interactions. So I'm excited to learn more from you. Totally. Yeah. So let's let's get right to it. What is going to be probably the most important piece of this interview? How do you drive sales and engagement with an e-commerce quiz? Yeah, a great place to start. So um I think the best way to think about a quiz is if you if you can think of walking into a brick and mortar store and you're dealing with a sales associate or you're at a restaurant and you're dealing with this uh, sommelier or, or a barista, but it's basically as a person to learn more about what your goals are, what, you, what you're looking for, just to get to know you, then understand what they have to offer, kind of like match the two and then just simplify the buying process. So they're saying like, Okay, Andy, what are you looking for? How can we help? Um, maybe what your price range is, what problems are you trying to solve? And then they, they give you a recommendation. And with that recommendation, there's the supporting evidence of here's why it makes sense. And then you get into the sales and marketing element of it. Um, but ultimately, it's so that you can know your customer or your potential customer better and serve their needs more specifically. Uh, and of course, the beauty is with e-commerce, this is done at scale. So uh, quizzes, you, you, know, you, you set it up, you might have some, um, some ways to uh, personalize and then so that you understand uh, what the different personas are and then you're recommending the product. So it's really about uh, finding ways at scale to uh, learn about customers capture a contact info, whether that's an email or a phone number, uh, and then recommend the product. So um, yeah, that, that's how it, we're focused on driving sales is um, essentially making it easier to buy, um, accelerating list growth. And then thirdly, which is actually maybe most important since we've launched uh, last year is capturing zero party data. Now, are shoppers receptive to quizzes? And yeah. how are you seeing like the opt-in opt-in rates on those? Yeah, totally. Great question. So, um, I, you know, it, it, it runs a spectrum. I like, I've seen great quizzes that add a lot of value and I've seen some that are a little bit fluffy and, and take the users through circuitous paths that maybe aren't super valuable. So I think, um, 
if you're a brand and you're starting to consider the need of a quiz, like you're looking to find a way to engage new users, to, to build your list, um, to maybe increase your conversion rate. Um, the first thing, I think the, the foundational premise is how can you add value to the shopping experience? Um, so one common way is with a personalized recommendation, like, like I've been describing, or another, and this is kind of more common to those that are like health related is almost like a, a customer intake form or a lead qualification where you're like saying, okay, is, is Andy actually like in the right market for our product or can we actually serve Andy? So this could be for something that, that might be um, that you'd ingest or put on your body, say like hymns or Romans. And that's kind of like a, a health supplement. Um, and yeah, so I, I think if you can get, if you can get a customer to, um, understand uh, what they're getting into, uh, be curious. So you're kind of playing to the curiosity gap of, okay, I, I will get something out of this engagement. Um, mm -hmm. And in exchange, I'll offer a little bit of information about myself. I'll, I'll um, provide uh, contact information maybe. Um, and then that, that's how I'll um, I engage with the store. So to answer your question, I think it, it kind of depends on the brand and then how much value they're putting in. Um, because there are definitely more brands that are in, including quizzes as uh, part of their shopping experience. So as a business owner, how do you know what the right data that you need to obtain to, to personalize a recommendation? Yeah, so I think probably most helpful is if you're thinking uh, in terms of your communication strategy and how are you segmenting your users? So, uh, you know, I mentioned the, the term zero-party data earlier. Maybe I can go back and clarify what that means. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so, yeah, zero-party data is data that customers or shoppers willingly and proactively share with brands. So this is more of the why they're buying. Um, compare this to first-party data, and, and lots of brands are by default tracking first-party data because it's stuff like, um, transaction history. So what you purchase, how many times you've purchased, um, maybe uh, extracting from that where you live from, you know, based on the billing zip or the ship, shipping zip. Um, and then website engagement, like abandoned card or email engagement, like how many opens or clicks they, they had. Um, but if you can get to the, the zero party data, then you can really play to what the customers are looking for. And ultimately this is, this is where you're able to ramp up personalization. And I think you know, there, there are stories and studies of uh, how consumers expect to interact with brands. And those brands that do nail a personalized marketing strategy are able to capitalize on higher average order value, increased conversion rate, um, more repeat purchases, and ultimately uh, higher lifetime value. So yeah, in, in terms of like what type of data you're, you should capture, I think it's this, uh, this notion of like uh, why people are buying. Because ultimately, as a marketer, that's what you're trying to address. You're trying mm -hmm. to bring them from where they currently are to where they hope to go, their aspirational self. And your brand or your product is bridging the gap to bring them there. So if you can understand where point A is and point B is and how to, how to connect the two, uh, then you're in a far better place than many marketers that you might be competing against. So let's talk a, a bit more about personalization. What are some of the ways that you can personalize your interactions with, with browsers? Yeah. So um, 
Well, we, I think that we, if we talk about maybe like what a quiz flow might look like, uh, there are different points that might illuminate that um, this point of personalization. So um, the first is, you know, let's just say, for example, it's like a supplement brand and um, you're filling out the, the quiz. Um, common question is, uh, what, what problems are you currently experiencing or um, what are your goals? And then um, to the first step in personalizing that is kind of like a, a small, maybe like micro personalization. And that's just simply like reusing the, uh, the responses that a customer already gave. So, you know, it could be as simple as like, what's your name? Your name is Andy, you know, and you type it in and then, Hey Andy. Okay, great. So, you know, um, then, then you, what problems are you solving for? And, and say it's like, um, problems with sleep. You're, you're using those, uh, responses in future questions. So you're bringing them down a trail of questions specific to what Andy has spoken about. Um, so you're able to drill down more specifically. Then from there, you know, the, the recommendation area um, is definitely personalized because you're able to uh, take down the list of all the things that Andy has shared in the quiz, in his quiz, uh, which would be different from the way that I filled out my quiz. And, you know, and so again, gets a different uh, recommendation. So it's that uh, personalized recommendation part. Um, but then it, it can go in infinite directions once you get to the post quiz flow, if you're, you know, you're using Klaviyo or OmniSend or any of your email service providers or SMS, because then you can uh, pull together all of these bits of data, customer data that you've gathered in the quiz um, to personalize it, you know, literally, you know, almost on a one-to-one -one basis, for example, if you're using SMS marketing. And, and um, I think that's where the, the data captured is super critical just because of the intimate nature of SMS. Have you found that certain types of e-commerce companies are more successful than others when it comes to integrating, or I guess the success with these personalized interactions? Yeah, you know, so I, I just have like one data point that I can, I have access to, 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 to view and the merchants that I work with, and that's basically um, revenue attributed to the quiz. Um, and I think it, to the extent that I see the brands have much higher uh, over-indexing ROI or those brands that have taken the time to strategically build out their post-quiz communications. Um, so post, for example- You said post-quiz, so after they purchased. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, so so a, a statistic that a lot of uh, markers kind of like benchmark against is that email and SMS revenue might uh, compensate for maybe 25 to 30% of all online revenue. Um, but if for those brands that are uh, really granular in, and, and thoughtful in how they're uh, creating the segments, how they're incorporating the messaging and kind of like the dynamic personalization, um, which you can, uh, is very powerful with tools like Klaviyo or OmniSend where you're able to build once and then scale infinitely because you're dynamically inserting these things. Like, uh, I mean, far beyond just the first name, but um, in terms of say the, the benefits or features that you're putting forward to the customer. And I think when a brand can, uh, can narrowly focus on what they know about the customer and speak to them as an individual, um, those are the brands that are, are making the best use of the data. And I think from what I'm seeing uh, are 
producing the highest ROI from their quiz. You know, I hear all the time people saying, how do I compete with Amazon when I'm selling my products on my own website? You know, they're so big, they, their customer serve. I mean, how do I compete with them? I would think that being able to integrate this type of interactive experience is a fantastic way on what you can do that Amazon cannot. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. And, and <laughs> that's like the, the multi-billion dollar question, how to compete with Amazon, even, you know, Walmart is, is uh, scratching their heads in some ways because it, it is so hard. But um, yeah, there's there's the, um, the ability to interact with, um, with a customer and use that data. Um, so when you're, yeah, you're an Amazon brand and I've sold on Amazon and, and worked with a lot of Amazon sellers in you know, previous lives. Um, there's, there's very limited access that you as a merchant have to the customer. So um, whereas Amazon is very focused on uh, an SEO game, you know, you're, you're searching for a, a blue widget for men or, you know, what, whatever the search query is, the goal of an Amazon marketer is really to get the, to optimize the listing for specific search queries. Um, you know, and so that's the Amazon game. The Shopify game is is slightly different. Of course, there is this SEO element of it, um, but I think that there is far more in terms of um, bringing forward the, the brand story, the founder story, um, the benefits of the product, uh, and then that that it's not just kind of like a transactional one shot deal, but it's uh, you're kind of like unfolding the story and the, the benefits over time. And so the more data points that you have that you can kind of create this narrative based specifically around what uh, what you know about your customers, because as an Amazon merchant, you really don't, you're not privy to any of this. You're just, just know what the search queries are. Right. And you, and you can't, and you can't contact them, right? So you exactly. can't even use it anyway. Hey, what's up? Andy here. I have a quick question for you out there listening. How do you rate your Google Shopping results? If you are an e-commerce business driving traffic to your own website, Google Shopping remains the absolute number one way to drive profitable traffic. Unfortunately, I see a lot of mistakes with the fundamentals of Google Shopping. Whether a business uses a free Shopify app along with some Google automation, or perhaps turning over your Google Shopping to an agency but with limited oversight, or even trying to manage everything in-house without proper knowledge, I've seen about all the mistakes you can make. And that's why I've released Understand, Conquer, and Profit with Google Shopping Mini Course. And best of all, it's absolutely free. As a business owner, you don't necessarily have to manage Google Shopping yourself, but you do need to understand how it works. This video course will help you do just that. And best of all, it's free. To register, go to makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash conquer and profit to sign up and start growing your business using Google Shopping or visit makeeachclickcountuniversity.com classes to see all the courses we currently offer. All right, back to the show. Hey, do you have a favorite success story you could share of one of your um, clients using your software? Yeah, you know, I, I think probably one of my favorites is Tea Elixir. So uh, Tea Elixir is an adaptogen mushroom brand, T-E-E-L-I-X-I-R. And so uh, like, what is a mushroom, uh, an adaptogen or a mushroom brand? And I think, like, I, I, I don't know. I actually haven't had it until I, I tried it. Um, but it illuminates what the, the value of a quiz and how it can be used in several different ways. So the first is um, the benefits of the different teas. Like um, there, there's a, 
even though, for example, an adaptogen is an ancient healing medicine or, or um, supplement, something that like has been around for a long time, the modern consumer is very unfamiliar with it. And so there's there's uh, this educational component of it, where you can uh, your the brand is asking. Uh, what the customers are looking for, because each of their products have different needs, whether it is for like anxiety or joint pain or arthritis. Um, so that's kind of like the, the baseline. What problem are you solving? Then there's an element of um, kind of like personal habit and uh, and preferences and, and flavors. So uh, the quiz has been really successful for T-Lixer in terms of uh, product selection, um, helping guide customers to a uh, to the most appropriate product, uh, customer satisfaction. Um, and then they've, they've done a, a great job. I think it may be uh, three or four X their normal opt-in rate of um, gathering leads. Um, so they've, if you go to their website now, you can probably see it. I haven't checked uh, in a little while, but you'll see, you know, take the quiz uh, fix at the uh, very top of the homepage. And you see it on the header nav, then you'd see it in the hero image and you see a on exit intent pop-up, then you'd see, you know, on their site, they have it as a landing page for their paid ads. Um, so they're really using it as a, uh, trying to get everybody into the quiz funnel because the quiz funnel, once somebody goes in, uh, you know, they, they might be seeing like a 75, 8% completion rate. Um, the value of that contact in Clavio is so much uh, more powerful than what they might get with an opt-in. You know, like a hey, join our join our list, or yeah. even if they're having a, a coupon, you know that's that's you know eating into profits and and perhaps diluting the brand equity. What about conversion? Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, I you have to see the case study. We do have a case study on our homepage. I think it might be like three x revenue per um, per customer or percent um, of those who take the quiz versus those who do not. And how, how many typically, I mean, I know when I'm doing some research for, and it's not really interactive, it's nothing, and this might get into your competition, but um, Hotjar, yeah. for example, where they're doing, you know, I'm trying to figure out what some of the conversion issues are on the website. So it's, it's not really that interactive, but not that many people fill them out typically. How, I mean, how many people are filling out as a percentage wise for your clients? Yeah, so we're seeing, you know, like 60, 70, 80% completion rate. Um, and again, it, it, it depends on the quiz. And this is where I think like one of my quiz best practices based, I've probably seen uh, hundreds, thousands at this point. Um, with every qu question that a customer takes, the likelihood of completion will decrease. So it's kind of a, a logarithmic curve. Mm. And so you really want to be thoughtful about like, is every question or every data point that you're asking helpful and well, so just curious what's what's the sweet spot of number of questions yeah i mean our, our uh you know nine second uh attention span or something whatever it is rapidly declining i think probably five to seven questions um on the higher end is pushing it but like what i was saying if it's um if it's a more robust quiz kind of like by definition, you know, if it is something that relates to the health or it is something that's like um, a more, uh, more lead qualification is necessary, sure, you can like nudge that up. Uh, but I think as, as little as possible. Um, and then also 
in terms of uh, sequencing of questions that it's always best to kind of like work on smaller micro conversions, build up to uh, the bigger, more important questions. Like for example, what's your phone number? What's your email address? Those are questions where you don't necessarily want to ask upfront to immediately get a customer on their heels. That is just so much more important to, um, to kind of like build that trust, get their buy and get their investment of time and resources to uh, go through it. And then like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll add my uh, phone number so that you can let me know um, what my personalized recommendation is or um, help educate me more about the things that I shared with you. So are, is your system, it's going to email them or call them with a personal, it's not going to give them the personalized recommendation right online. How does that work? Uh, yeah. So it, we do um, have the ability to give the recommendation online or, you know, like as part of the quiz. Um, and so that that's kind of like common. A lot of the brands will take them through the quiz, capture the lead, then recommend the product. Uh, in terms of sending the email, so we don't do um, the actual sending of the email, but it's it's relatively straightforward to set it up in your email service provider like Clavio. So um, you're, you're triggering a flow once um, you know, they, they get their product recommendation and then you're building out the flow at however you want to customize it. Um, and we, we send all the data through with a direct integration. So it's really easy, like plug and play, no technical expertise required in order to uh, send really like honed in and thoughtful uh, follow-ups, whether email or SMS. One of my favorite questions that I ask each of my guests is, Personally, are there any business books out there that you can attribute to your journey as an entrepreneur? Uh, yeah, I, I think probably one of the more recent ones that I've read that, that kind of resonated with me, I, I like is uh, Turning Pro, Stephen Pressfield. Um, he's an author, and he, a very interesting personal story. He started kind of like um, as, a, as a long haul truck driver. Um, but his, uh, the, the quote that stands out in my mind is basically they're, they're Two, um, two points in life um, before turning pro when you're an amateur and then turning pro. And, and essentially it's about um, the, the mindset, the discipline, the lifestyle in order to just sit down, work through the hard stuff um, and, and kind of like turn pro. And uh, as opposed to the amateur who might uh, shy away from certain challenges due to fear or anxiety or lack of willingness. Um, but having that mindset, I think is critical. And so, uh, so that's one that sticks in my mind, maybe because I, I read it a little bit more recently, but I do highly recommend it. So when did, when did pre-hook turn pro? You know, I, I would say it's still a continuum. I think when we, uh, when we launched, that was, that was a big milestone for us um, because, you know, I, I've been working with my the team, you were part of the founding team of Jungle Scout, um, which is an Amazon product research tool. Um, and so my two co-founders were developers and product. Um, and I think, yeah, as we, you know, like there's a lot of talking and, and planning and preparing. And, and then all of a sudden, once the app is live and you're on the app store and you're getting like direct feedback and uh, every customer matters, it, <laughs> there, is a, there is a huge um, like pressure almost in order to satisfy the customers. And so uh, at that moment, when you're, you're, you're so grateful that a customer will give you the chance and, and implement your tool to interact with their customers who they also put in a lot of time, effort and money to, um, to 
get that customer on their site, get them into your quiz. And, and you don't want to fail or violate that trust. So um, I say once we're working with real customers and, and merchants whose livelihood depend on um, some of the partly, you know, the tool that we're building, that was a big moment for us. And so you're on the Shopify app store, you said, do you guys interact with any other e-commerce platforms? We do not for e-commerce platforms. So we integrate directly with Shopify, obviously, then um, then it's really the, a lot of the value is in uh, communication tools. So Clavian, uh, Omnisend, uh, which do email and SMS, and then Attentive and PostScript are kind of SMS only. And we directly integrate with those four. Now, do you need to use Clavio for your ESP or if you're using a different email service provider? Yeah, um, Clavio or Omnisend. And there are, uh, we do have some brands that, that are, for example, on Drip. Um, the only thing there is it's, it's more of a manual process to export and import. Uh, but yeah, you, you can certainly use it uh, if you're on Shopify. What if you're using even, a, I hate to say lower tiered, but something like a MailChimp? Yeah. Yeah, same thing. It's, it's just um, exporting. And so with an export, you get the, the lead and then the relevant data that goes along with it. So you so, can totally do that. So with Prehook, what problems are you guys solving for your clients? And how is your agency standing apart from the competition? Yeah, great question. So um, our, our main focus is to uh, help merchants learn more about their customers. And in that process, kind of like the uh, the benefits are improving conversion rate, accelerating list growth, and capturing zero-party data. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a software tool. Um, although, you know, our, our customers, I really do consider them like partners. And in and, and the same way, we have the, uh, the communication and interactivity with the customers in the same way an agency might. Um, and in, in terms of differentiation, I think that that's, that's where we do differentiate is um, it's a small team. Um, but we take the approach of um, being partners with it, which means, you know, I jump on the uh, phone on, on video calls all the time, helping people um, build out their actual quiz, help them design it, uh, give them ideas on, on the strategy, then all the, all the way through to uh, how it extends in their post quiz communication um, and how they might want to, to leverage the data that they're gathering. So um, in that, in that sense, it is um, in some ways like uh, a, um, an agency relationship where uh, we're helping them strategically. So let's talk um, specifically, what services are you guys offering? Uh, yeah, for, for quiz stuff, um, building out the quiz, sharing uh, quiz ideas. Um, I also have pretty, pretty good idea of like uh, based on niche or based on goal. Um, the, the brand's goal, what would be helpful, um, all the way through to, you know, helping with the integration with the uh, email, the SMS flows uh, campaigns, and then um, ideas on, you know, down the line, how does this strategy build out? Because um, in some ways, it's it's maybe best, you know, like crawl, walk, run, and then it, to start, you, you build out a more simple quiz, but then like, how can you uh, make this a little more sophisticated or uh, granulars, because I think, uh, you know, a, a data gathering play is important and it's only getting more important. And I think the earlier you start, uh, you know, I, ideally you'd started yesterday or, or, or a while ago, um, but it kind of compounds. So um, getting more data upfront is only going to serve as a benefit down the line with the caveat, of course, that you're not asking like so many questions in this. And, you know, as we were talking about 
long quizzes reducing completion rate. And how are clients charged? Is it based on different tiers on users or how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's a pure play SaaS. So it's a um, monthly pricing, no commitment, cancel anytime. So we have a 14 day free trial and do everything for free. And then uh, basically plans start at $35 a month. Um, and it's uh, based on usage, on engagements. Uh, an engagement being somebody answering one question. And who is the perfect client for your company? If they're out there listening now, they should absolutely take that 14-day free trial. Yeah, I, you know, I think a Shopify merchant who uh, is basically like has more than one SKU in their inventory. Um, if you really, so any Shopify merchant with more than one SKU. Yeah, and I, I say that because like if it's one SKU, it's not really about like customer data that's as helpful as maybe this direct response at, you know, copywriting or something. Um, but yeah, if, if your product would benefit from having a, an in-person sales associate uh, explain the product to the customer and, and um, learn more about them at scale, then I think a quiz would be beneficial to you. Um, and, and so I'm very proud of the product that we've built. And I think it is one of the best um, product wise on the market. Um, but this is kind of agnostic to any quiz product. It's just, it's always helpful to learn. Uh, even if it's, you know, like Clavio now has multi-step opt-ins, you know, like you can check one box and then add your email or add your phone number. Um, and it, I think that like their recent rebranding repositioning uh, kind of speaks volumes to what we've been discussing. And how can an interested listener perfect or not, learn more about working with you. Yeah, totally. Um, so my email is gan, G-E-N, at prehook.com. Uh, you can find Prehook on the App Store, on the Shopify App Store, or just go to the website, prehook.com. But yeah, I highly encourage anybody just, um, you know, if you have any questions, uh, reach out by email. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, uh, Gan Furukawa. And uh, that's probably, you know, one good way to start. Uh, and then the other thing is, on, on our website, we have, uh, you know, because I've been going through and taking so many quizzes just to get a, an idea of how people are using it. Um, I do have a free um, repository of, of quizzes, no opt-in required. Um, and you can find that our, on our website, prehook.com. And before we go, what is one piece of actionable advice that you would give someone who wanted to start working on trying to personalize their user's experience on their website? Yeah, I think probably understanding the why, understanding like the, the buyer intent and um, the buyer's challenges, and then how your product can fit in and how it differs, how the positioning and, and the copywriting would differ based on what those problems are. And so if you're, if you're already gathering that, like some brands are already doing it, for example, in a um, post-purchase inquiry or, or, or survey, um, like that, that's great. But I think if you can understand kind of at a deeper level, why customers are on your site, why they're buying or what they're looking for, um, that can unlock a lot of insight into how your marketing, how your copywriting, how your email flows and SMS flows um, would play out. And I think that, like I mentioned before, that can translate directly into uh, increased revenue. Well, this has been fantastic. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap it up today? 
no, no, no. I, I think, you know, like with iOS 14, iOS 15, third-party cookies being deprecated, all these like GDPR and privacy laws um, increase cost per clicks and, and therefore cost per acquisition increasing. Like I, I think building a direct channel between um, you, the merchant, and potential customers is critical and urgent. Um, and whether it is a quiz or whether it is a multi-step opt-in form on Klaviyo, like uh, I think getting some customer data uh, channel or strategy is critical and, and will only increase in, uh, in its importance. Well, this has been great. Thank you for joining us again. Likewise. Thanks so much, Andy. Well, that's it for today. Remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Prehook or connecting with Gen, you will find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all-new podcast resource center available at www.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all the different past guests by show topic and have included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services that I've discussed during previous episodes. In the meantime, remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing, and I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.